0: hello sturdy girls welcome to episode 35 into the unknown and we are having this conversation once again with kaylani she is back for thanksgiving break like i've said before she has moved to a place called Twisp, washington which in uh Good driving conditions, it's about three hours away. hmm And then snow,
1: it's about six or more.
0: Yes, that's what they had to endure on Wednesday.
1: Yes, it was terrible.
0: Coming over for uh, Thanksgiving break, mm-hmm. six hours of snow and
1: ice. Yes. I wasn't driving. Josh was driving. I got to be a passenger princess. Mm. So.
0: That's a long drive. It
1: was terrible. We were ready to get out of the car by the time we got to Grandma's house. Yeah
0: but we're glad you're here. Me too. So while she's here, we're going to have a conversation because I, I don't have the podcasting equipment just yet mm-hmm. to do podcasting from afar because I have this cute little tiny microphone. And until that time, we have to do it when she visits. Yes. Let's start off with the Scarlet
1: story. Okay. I have plenty of Scarlet okay. stories. This is my favorite, most recent one. So at Scarlet's new school in Twisp, they do these things called cub clubs because they're the cougars and so they're the cubs because they're the elementary school. Anyway, they do clubs after school uh so that kids can just have an extra activity to do. And since Scarlett was late in coming to the school in their school year, she got thrown into creative movement club. And I'm not 100% sure what all creative movement entails probably not a good parenting move on my part i just threw my kid into a club um but from what i've gathered creative movement is yoga or expressive dance or anything of the of the zen hippie variety (laughs) that's what that's what creative movement is and Scarlett came home the other day and she was talking about how much she had loved creative movement that day. And so I said, okay, well, what did you do in creative movement? And she said, we did meditating. And I'm like, okay, my daughter meditating, can't really picture it. So I'm gonna ask her what it looked like. And I was like, okay, so what did you do during meditation? She said, well, they told us to sit down and close our eyes and to repeat words in our head. And I'm like, okay. And I said, well, what words did you repeat? Like thinking that they gave them some words, but no, this is creative movement. So they let them be creative with their words. And Scarlett, she sits down, she closes her eyes and she goes, ah, my words were, yeah. Yeah. Hi. And I was like, what? And she goes, you know, like karate. And I'm like, what? And so she, my daughter was sitting there, quote unquote, meditating. With her eyes closed and repeating haya, haya, over and over it in her sense. head. If
0: you know Scarlet, it makes sense.
1: To give herself some zen. <laughs> and then later she told me that while she had her eyes closed, she was also punching the air, and that the teacher okay. came over and asked her to stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my kid in creative movement.
0: Okay, she's mm-hmm. learning her zen. She's oh, learning her zen. Oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Into the unknown. Oh. oh. Oh, I should have looked at the band. Um, the band, the band Perry. That's who it is. Oh, okay. They sing a song called Oh Pioneer. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about that pioneering spirit. And mind you, we know that to pioneer these days, it does not look anything like the 1800s. Like the show Thankfully. that produced Yellowstone. I think it's 1883. I think you're right. And if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend I used to think I could be a pioneer because I was all into Little House on the Prairie. That was my, (laughs) that was my knowledge. Compared to 1883,
1: that was kind of glamorous.
0: As pioneering and you got your, you got Pa and Ma and you build this house, you have chickens and a stable and um, all these things turmoil happens but it always ends happy like every right, episode does yeah. but you watch like 1883 and it shows you oh pioneering was a whole lot different than that i could not be a pioneer <laughs> pioneer spirit i looked at the definition is a willingness to endure hardship in order to explore new places or try out new things yeah i married a pioneer through and through and i did too <laughs> He wants he wants to go go go, um, but he married me. <laughs> <laughs> Who says stay stay stay? <laughs> I'm a settler. <laughs> He's a pioneer. You go
1: after the pioneers. Well, I once it's
0: all yin and Yeah. He's teaching me. I'm teaching him. We're good for each other. Mm-hmm. But that pioneer spirit into the unknown. It's full of choices. Do I stay? Do I go? do I do that? Don't I, don't, do I not do that? But it's about moving out of your comfort zone mainly yeah, into a big adventure, mm-hmm. which is what you and Josh did. Tell us a little about that. Yeah.
1: It, well, Josh is more in his element than I am. I we knew that we wanted property and it's like space for horses and to just, start being a little more self-sustainable. And I wasn't quite sure what that would look like because I do love those things. But at the same time, I also like the comforts of suburbia. I like my gym being close. I like having a community that's really close. All the conveniences. All the conveniences. Mm -hmm. I do like the conveniences, but I also like outdoor things and the... I, I want to say glamour—the glamour of just being separated from society. Kind—I
0: of. make that sound really, really weird. But it takes about twenty minutes to get into town with a grocery store. Yes, yes. With,
1: with a small grocery store. Yes, with, yeah,
0: to the to the one grocery store that's closest. It's about yes. twenty minutes.
1: If I want anything like comforts of like what I'm talking about, like if I wanted Safeway or Walmart or. Anything like that, then that's about forty-five. Yeah, to Omac.
0: To Omac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, give us a little idea what the property looks like. What, so you're moving from a neighborhood, suburbia, to yeah. this. Give us a description of what it looks like. So
1: our property is up on. It's called Bulky Hill. If you ask anybody in the area, they know where Bulky Hill is. And we are up on a hill, and we overlook a valley and we have about 20 acres. We have, it's all fenced. We've got stables. We have a horse arena, which is, we've been told, about the second largest covered arena in Washington, Western Washington, Eastern Washington. Gosh. And we, it's got stalls, and it has an apartment, and then there's a house on the property, which, Uh, I have had people ask me for a house tour but I'm reluctant because we haven't been able (laughs) we haven't been able to do any kind of updates or remodeling and uh, the previous owner was a old guy named whitey and god bless whitey he did his best when he designed this (laughs) house no it makes zero it's in a
0: horseshoe yeah
1: it's so like you walk in you go to the left there's the kitchen you can literally walk into the office then you walk into our back bedroom and then you, you keep going and you walk into Scarlett's room then you walk into the bathroom then you're back into the living room it's it's a fun house but We're going to make some updates. And so for those of you asking, I'll get you a house tour sometime soon. (laughs) In in five years. In five years. but And then our property backs up to literally millions and millions of just public land. So we are out. We are out there in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah. And with the middle of nowhere comes critters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Day one we pulled up in the u-haul we went with um josh and kailani to help them move in we opened the door and it is literally full of mouse poop
1: which i had a vision of how this adventure was supposed to start and we were going to we were going to pull in it was going to be great we were going to unload the boxes and then we were going to be able to like start fixing some things up if we wanted to and just hit the ground running. Because contractually, the house was supposed to be cleaned. Um, It was not. I don't have any hard feelings. I gave that to Jesus. Um, But it was supposed to be clean. And when we opened the door, it was not how I
0: envisioned. It was was grody, guys. No,
1: we had probably every mouse and their mom and dad within a... (laughs) within a couple mile radius <laughs> yeah. that made this house their hotel because
0: it's set empty for over a year yeah
1: for over a year it and empty. in
0: on a farm anything sits empty right for a, a little while
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's gonna have critters take over and it did the, it was bad.
1: It was bad. The, and, and we had no running water because no. the our well was backed up from sitting and all the sediment. So we had no water. We walked into a literal SHIT show. <laughs> and it wasn't even clean enough where you felt comfortable to put a box on the floor. That's how bad it was. And so the weekend that we were supposed to be just moving stuff in and having a great time turned into 3 days of massive deep cleaning just to where you felt comfortable putting a box on the floor not even to move in and
0: sleep just just to put a box yeah. on the floor yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Was there. it was it was bad
1: i cried you wanted I, to turn around and leave i did and
0: leave about
1: Five times, I pulled Josh aside and just sobbing and literally saying, "What the F did we do? I don't know if I can do this. And
0: so what were your thoughts? because you're you're there. I'm there. What were your yeah. thoughts to make you stay and keep going?
1: Oh, yeah, well, I knew that it wasn't gonna be like this for forever. Even though this is not what we had planned on walking into. That's
0: good. This is not what forever looked
1: like. Yeah, I knew that this is not what long-term looked like or what forever looked like. Was it a giant speed bump that tossed us up in the air when we hit it? Yes, it was. That's what it felt like. But it wasn't going to last for forever because we had the means and we had the tools to fix a, a... not an ideal situation Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely had to tell myself this is not this is not forever Mm -hmm. this is fixable that's good on repeat yeah yeah or else i would i would have jumped in the car (laughs) and come back
0: you also have to change your what ifs yeah instead of instead of the and what ifs happen what what ifs is a natural thing for all of us to do i don't think you can not say what if but i think we can change our what ifs instead of instead of like what if what if i fail what if i can't get this working what if yeah. this is a complete flop
1: there was a lot of what ifs because not only was the house in a wreck we found out that <laughs> we couldn't use the dishwasher we couldn't use the washer and dryer we can't we? And we still can't. We well, we can now use the washer and dryer because we have got a new one. So then that check that box. Um, that's awesome. And we still need a dishwasher. We're washing everything by hand. And then we cannot use the oven portion of our stove because you turn it on and it literally smells like you're
0: baking, which. which stabs me in the heart because i literally spent all day on that oven you open that oven door and i first i was like sis you need a new oven (laughs) (laughs) for sure oh it looked like they couldn't tell that it had a window
1: it looked like they fried a body in there
0: it it was bad but it
1: smells like that they fried a body in there
0: like josh
1: tried josh turned on the oven just to see if he could cook out the smell And no, he, he texted me gagging or like (laughs) called me gagging and was like, I can't, we need new oven. I'm like, I know. So I'm cooking on just the, the stove top and the air fryer and my rice pot. That is all the things that I have to cook. But yeah, um, I definitely, I had to learn how to laugh Mm -hmm. about things Mm -hmm. because even up to now, it seems like we will get something taken care of. We will check a box off and we'll be like, Yeah, okay, we can do this and then we turn around and it's one more thing mm-hmm. that we've we've found. Yeah, if it's not for a while we were taking I say we Josh was taking cold showers. I refused to take a cold shower, so I was just wiping down my pit and everything (laughs) but we were having to take cold showers because our heat wasn't working it was just one thing after another
0: if you're a what if person and you get stuck on your what ifs I just want to encourage you to change your what ifs what if this does work which I am I'm a what if person yes I know you are and
1: I'm a I am a doom and gloom what if person because I want to go to the absolute worst case scenario that is happening and This has helped me and taught me to change that doom and gloom, Mm -hmm. what if instead of crap, everything's breaking and what did we do and Mm -hmm. spiral downward. Yeah, I'm learning to laugh with it. Yeah, roll with it, Mm -hmm. or change it into okay. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon, and we're gonna get.
0: What if I? What if we could actually? Remodel the house. Yeah. What if we can actually have fun doing this? Mm-hmm. What if this does work? What if I can do this even though it's hard? Yeah. So changing those what ifs, very big mm-hmm. for for us what if people. Yeah. You also mentioned um Anna's song of when Olaf died. Yeah. And um in mm-hmm. Frozen Two if you haven't seen it, and Olaf dies and it's so sad. Yeah. Spoiler alert, you should have led with that one. Oh, everybody's seen it. <laughs> and uh, she sings about the next right thing. Yep, the next right thing.
1: And that's been in your head. That's been in my head. Yeah, yeah. I've been living frozen. I'm, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going into the unknown. Into the right. Unknown. Yeah, and right now I'm doing the next
0: right thing. <laughs> and we've we've been talking about going into the unknown of something that you're that you've chosen to do. You and Josh chose to go into this adventure. Mm-hmm. With um, open eyes and knowing that there's going to be bumps in the road. But that leads me into another great unknown, which are those unknowns that we do not choose. Right. The unknowns of hearing a diagnosis that is detrimental. Mm -hmm. The unknown of losing a house. The unknown of losing the love of your life, or the unknown of losing a child, or the unknown of a miscarriage. There are so many of the great unknowns. Mm -hmm. And I said, Kehlani, how do we talk about that? And we sat there looking at each other and wishing we had an answer because... It's like that great big question of why do good things, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. That's the question of the ages. And that's a question that I don't have an answer for. But there's books out there of people trying to answer it. Right. But God knows. Yeah. The only thing I do know, and this isn't a Jesus take, but it's what we know, Mm -hmm. is that God gives peace that passes all understanding that it's not a, it's not a zen no it's not just quiet moments mm-hmm. it's not meditating it's a po- it's a peace which in bible terms jesus used the word shalom it's my,
1: my favorite it word is yeah. my
0: shalom mm-hmm. i give you not the kind of peace that the world can give you so he's saying I, I recognize that you can get peace from other things, but it's the the type of shalom I'm giving you, it's beyond that. Yeah, because shalom isn't just peace.
1: Shalom it's a weighted, such a weighted word that I think we don't give enough credit to or we don't look into it enough because we associate shalom with, oh, peace, peace and comfort. But no Shalom is Shalom is what you need in that moment. Shalom is all-encompassing. it's everything. it's peace, it's well-being, it's abundance it's it's what you need in that moment.
0: yeah, yeah, and that's what it takes moment by moment. What's the next right thing for some, it might be my next right thing is putting my feet on the ground every morning and walking to the bathroom and taking a shower. That could be the, the next right thing for you to do. And then you have to, after that, okay, what's the next right thing after that is to go downstairs and make myself a pot of coffee. And then then the next right thing would be to brush my hair.
1: Have you, have you experienced that before? I have, have you?
0: Um, a little bit when Papa passed away, mm-hmm. but not to that extreme. Uh, so my heart goes out to those listening, and I sort of want to dedicate this little last half to um, those of you who know Kathy Holder. My heart is heavy um, for you today. She's an acquaintance I've worked with her; has not been a close friend of mine, but I know to many of you listening that she is a very close and dear friend and she has fought a battle with cancer for years and she is currently at home um, being made comfortable uh, in the care of hospice and uh, she had walked into a great unknown and now she's at the end of this journey i don't know the whole story of this great unknown for her what it held. I don't know if there were times of laughter or mostly tears. I don't, I don't know. But for those of us, um, who are walking into a great unknown of not your choosing, Jesus says he, he lives, he leaves you his peace and not the peace that you will can understand and peace out and, um, try to decipher, but it's something that you can just rest in and grab a hold of, even in things you don't understand. Anything to add to that, Keilani?
1: No, I think that,
0: I think that was wrapped up well. Yeah. So just know that sometimes we go into the great unknowns of our, our our own choosing adventurous and, and, and huge and, um, and full, and sometimes we walk into those adventures that we didn't choose Mm -hmm. and that we wish that there was a way out of, but there's only a way forward. But there is a way forward Yep. in all of this.
1: Sometimes it's minute by minute, sometimes it's hour by hour.
0: And in that, you can have hope. Mm